Hey everybody, this is Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. I hope everything's going great. Look, uh, I'm not going to be long before you. I'm expecting a pretty important phone call, so I got to kind of make this fast, but I had to talk about it. Um, in the last few days alone, there have been three different cases of young black women being killed by their significant others. This is what we talk about when we talk about intimate partner homicide, intimate partner violence. The truth of the matter is it's time for us to face the facts that we are literally producing a generation of young black men who are weak and emotionally unstable, uh, unable to handle rejection uh, because they simply don't know who they are. Everything is geared upon them being with someone else. Hello, uh, sweet tea. Welcome. Uh, the young lady who was missing down in Georgia has been found her boyfriend, uh, she came up missing on uh, Valentine's Day. The last person to talk to her was her father, who called her to wish her a happy Valentine's Day. Uh, the boyfriend had, before the body was found, the boyfriend had already been questioned three separate times by the authorities. Um, he's been the focal point from the beginning, and now we know that that's who they're looking at, and most likely he's the one who did it. He's been charged with some uh, charges, but not yet charged with her death. Um, the young lady out of Milwaukee, her and her daughters were killed by an ex. Uh, another situation in Texas. And this is just in the last week. This is consistently happening on a weekly basis. And while I know that there's a large group of black men who are doing everything in their power to hold it down, and even in their darkest moments, would not turn on our black women, me being one, there's still too many out there where this is becoming way too common. The response to rejection or the ending of a relationship is to kill someone. Instead of moving on and moving forward, you devastate. And the thing is, we don't realize just how far and deep this go goes. I was talking to uh, a friend and colleague yesterday about someone in their family who has literally fallen apart because his son was murdered three years ago. We don't think about the 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 the, 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 uh, the reverberations, uh, how things reverberate and, and move, the cascading effect, the, the long-term consequences of actions. You know, we just move and we do and we act, and we never think about life beyond the moment. Uh, it's it's on us, black men. It's on us. We are going to have to do a better job of producing black men. It was Frederick Douglass who said, and I keep sharing this with you guys, Frederick Douglass said that it is better to build strong children than to, it is easier to build strong children than it is to heal broken men. We've got to do a better job. This is one of the reasons why I created Black Men Lead, is because we're not socializing our young black males. And I understand there's this absence of black male modeling, uh, black male uh, mentorship. Uh, 1.5 million black men are missing, whether incarcerated, whether killed, uh, whether strung out and just absent. Uh, this is what's going on right now. And we've got to fill the gap. We don't have the excuse there's not enough men. We've got to take the tools we have and we've got to invest ourselves into building strong men 
who can stand up to uh, these situations and, 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 and fluctuations of life. That's one of the responsibilities of manhood is you don't get to fold. You don't get to throw in the towel. You don't get to give up. You don't get to take your frustrations out on those who are depending on you to make sure they're safe. That is not what men do. Black men, we have to stand up and figure a way out. We know the odds against us. We know the deck is stacked against us. We know that there are actually obstacles and, and distractions put out there specifically to trip us up. That's why we have to be on our A-game. That's why we have to know who we are. That's why we have to be responsible for every action we take and be willing to be better each and every day. That's some of the work that we literally do with Black Man Lead. I'm looking at this and I keep seeing this over and over again. What kills me is we're putting these weak men out there and they're killing our daughters. See, I have daughters. I have daughters, I have sons and I have daughters, so I raise my sons with my daughters in mind because they're gonna go out there and get with someone's daughter and someone's son is gonna come get with my daughter and I want the person that comes to meet my daughter to be reared by a person that thought about their daughter when they were raising their son. And the thing is, there are a lot of boys that simply don't have male modeling in the home. We can't let that be a reason. We can't let that be an excuse. We cannot sit up and allow that to be what we are using to say we don't know what to do. We don't. We have it right here. I've been telling you about this. Black Man Lead isn't new. Black Man Lead is something I created years ago from research and studies that show what causes young black males, African-American, adolescent, and young adult males, to uh, precipitate acts of violence. I told you the different triggers, the different things, the way they think, the way they're socialized is extremely important. The, the feeling of being disrespected is the number one thing. They haven't been taught what true respect is. So anytime somebody does something to hurt their feelings and bruise their egos, they call that disrespect and they act out with violence and terror. That's the number one trigger. We've got to learn how to deal with that. But what we do know is that when we properly socialize these young males, uh, which is the second largest trigger, is the lack of proper racial socialization. When we socialize them, we literally sit up and reduce the risk of the precipitating violence by over 70%. By over 70%, we reduce the risk of violence just by putting them in a program that teaches them who they are, teaches them what their roles are, teaches them what to expect from life, teaches, teaches them how to respond to life, and makes them pro-social and productive. That alone gives them a power that they feel they don't have. That act of violence is always from a position of powerless. I can't change it any other way, so I'll just act violently. I can't make her stay with me, so I'll take her life. I can't make her love me, so I'll take her life. When you sit up and show a person who they are, they realize that even though this may be the end of this, something better will come along and they can always work on what's not right to become better. You give them tools. We're not doing that. And I keep preaching this and I keep seeing our babies killed because we're taking it lightly. We're looking up. We have a big problem with individualism that leads to aloofness. We are so disconnected from the whole that we don't see the walls closing in on us. We don't see that eventually this is gonna knock on our door. And then there are so many of you out there now who are victims of domestic violence, victims of intimate partner violence. Some of you out there precipitated, and yet we're not doing anything about it. We're sitting idly by and just hoping it doesn't happen to me again or hoping that it doesn't happen to the next person. 
And then some of us aren't even living our lives because we're so afraid of what the next situation may bring. We've got to sit up and create a better life for our youth. The next generation doesn't deserve to go through the same hardships, struggles, disappointments, frustrations, and pains that we went through when we have the tools to sit up and address this. It's time out for it. Absolutely time out for it. I am challenging every last one of you to make up in your mind that you're going to in some way be active in doing something about this. If it's, if it's starting a program in your city, connect, contact me and I will give you the curriculum for Black Man Lead. Support the work we're doing. Support the research I do in trying to figure out all this stuff that we're facing. That's what Born uh, in Captivity was about. It was, it was a cathartic exercise for me of being able to release Actually, I have somebody down there um, uh, in the area that works with me with what's going on there. We have a lot of stuff with mental health going on with young boys. And this is to the last statement. I, it disappeared, but it was about a program in, um, do we have one in Miami? We don't have a specific program in Miami, but I would love to set up one there for somebody who wants to take the role of getting it started and connecting with men and putting the program in motion. I would love to get one started. I have a very close friend who's down there. You got Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and then there's a city right between there and West Palm Beach uh, that I always forget, but that's where he's at. Uh, Summer D, get with me, I'm serious. Can't let this die, this can't be a momentary thing. Get with me and let's talk about ways we can get it started in Sacramento, in the Bay Area, period. Uh, but in Miami, get with me. Uh, we can get started. I'll tell you the principles of how we can get it started. I'll give you all the information that you need. Uh, but we, I mean, just touching, and that, that was something that was beautiful about the research I did. I found that when working with little kids as young as 9, 10, 11, and 12 years old, that uh, something as simple as feeling disrespected would really get it. There was one kid playing basketball with another kid. They were the same age and they were doing drills. They were one-on-one -on -one drills. And one kid was the same, they were the same age, but one kid was significantly larger than the other. And um, the larger kid put a move on the, uh, the smaller kid and really made him look bad and embarrassed, and it, ups it embarrassed him. He took it as disrespect because everybody was laughing and he wanted to fight the bigger kid. So it, uh, get, get between the kid. And what we found out uh, is you can't really mitigate that anger, but what we found out is that when an adult male that they respect does something and simply touch them, I mean put a hand on the shoulder, it, 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 it mitigates not the anger, but the rage. It mitigates the desire to cause harm. You can literally, a man just by touching a young boy can change the trajectory of his thoughts and lower the negative energy. That's what our young black males are missing. And that's what we want to put into their lives is that connectivity that says you're not going through this alone. We're here with you to help you walk through it and help you show it. So anybody that wants to be a part of it, definitely reach out to me, get the information, and uh, we can start connecting by phone call or video conference, and we can start setting up the program and I'll walk you through it. It's real simple. It's the basis of social learning theory, proper socialization, engagement dynamic. It's real simple. 
It's key and it's specific to the needs of our young black males. Another way that you can help is by supporting the work we do. The research alone takes so much of my time. The pro program development alone takes so much of my time. Working in the community with these kids takes so much of my time. And none of this is, is, is revenue producing. But what we can't do is keep seeing our daughters put on slabs and sit idle by. I'm calling everyone and I'm challenging everyone. We should have a black men lead rite of passage program set up in every freaking city. And you know, and my thing is, I'm not beyond working with someone else who has a program and merging the principles of working together. It's not about having my name on something. It's not about getting credit for anything. It's about saving our youth and creating a future for our people. So I'm again calling for you guys to stand up, come at me if you want to be a part of it, support it. If you can't be a part of it, support it. That's my challenge to you. And uh, how you support us is always going to be in the first paragraph of every video. Uh, uh, description, the first paragraph in the description box of every video. On that note, I got to get out of here. Like I said, I'm waiting on a call. Um, and um, look, I'm going to be back because there's so much more to talk about. But I had to talk about this because every time I look up, this is coming across my desk way too frequently. I'm talking on average three times, to three, three, three and a half times a week, average. This is happening. And while you say well, that's not that many, uh, relatively speaking, that's one is too many. One is too many. Uh, we've got to establish a higher standard of behavior and performance for our children. Are we going to get adults that don't have high standards for behavior? And on that note, I'm going to get out of here. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to support the work we do. On that note, I'm out of here.